Mark chapter 2 this morning. Oh, shut. Pastor Sean just explained it all to the kids. He just read it. What else is there to say? Well, be seated. What else is there to say? Oh, I can think of a few things. Life. Life is full of lots of things. And to try to take it all in, well, that's something else. Me? Especially when I was a kid, I was a daydreamer. I could daydream any place, any time, sitting on the lawn, out playing sports, in the house, you name it. And I thought about what was going on in the world. I mean, not just close by, but I mean, my mind stretched and I couldn't help but wonder what's happening over in Europe. What's happening in Australia? I wonder what people right here in, in our town, in our state, in our country, what are they eating? Are they sleeping? Are they working? And it just kind of boggled my mind. It's like, how can all those things be taking place? And I can't even see them all. Jesus was in a house. And the house was full. Very kind of full. There, there was a lot going on. I couldn't help but wonder what all those people were thinking. Certainly a lot of them had their attention on Jesus. But you know, when you get a crowd together, maybe some daydreamers like me, you can't help but wonder what was going through their heads. A lot of things. But then, all of a sudden, maybe some, whatever they noticed, maybe some heard some scratching on the roof. And some maybe heard the, the, the dirt and the straw being pulled back. You know what a house was like in those days? It's not like HGTV. But it was a little different. Not a three-car garage, not a bonus room, not a spa in the master bedroom, but at least one of the homes, many of the homes, were like this, small basic. It was a place of shelter. It was a place where you ate. It was a place where you slept. And quite frankly, that was about it. Flat roof. And if you wanted to get up there, it was the stairway to the side that took you up. And that's the kind of house Jesus and those people were in. Scraping and digging, and then all of a sudden a hole in the ceiling, in the roof. And to everybody's surprise, and probably most people noticed of all the things going on, that a man was on a pallet, lowered into the midst of a very crowded room. Imagine. Imagine what the people saw, what they experienced, what they were thinking. A lot. A lot, no doubt. But you know, not everybody can see everything. But Jesus saw something that I don't know anybody else saw. Verse 5 of Mark's Gospel puts it very plainly. Jesus saw their faith. Their faith. The four men who let down the paralyzed man and him, the five of them. Jesus looked and for whatever anybody else saw, Jesus saw their faith. 
their faith. It's kind of like Jesus, isn't it? Jesus who's able to discern things that really kind of go right over people's heads, sometimes unnoticed. For whatever all those people saw, Jesus saw faith. It's hard to see, but he saw it. And you can't help but wonder whether anybody else saw it. And you know what we say, do you? That we can't see faith. We talk about, you know, only God can penetrate the heart. Only Jesus can see the faith that is within. Well, that's true. But it's only partially true, you see. That's for the sake of determining, of judging, of evaluating faith that only God can see the heart. But there's more. In fact, think about what Jesus said about the end of the world, how he would come back and judge everybody. It's said that he will, first of all, he said he will divide people from believers and unbelievers. And then he'll ask those questions or make those statements about what people did. Did you clothe me when I was naked? Did you feed me? Did you visit me when I was in prison? He talked about their faith by what they did. He will talk about people's faith from what they did because he can see by outward actions a reflection of what is in the heart. When you see, you and I can see faith and we can see it in action. Not for the sake of final judgment, we can see faith. We are able to see what Jesus sees. The Bible makes it very, very clear when you get down to it. Faith acts. And actions, those are something we can witness. Martin Luther once used the phrase, faith active in love. And that describes, doesn't it, the kind of things that we can see. Ephesians 2 puts it very plainly. It's a favorite passage for many of us. For by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, lest anybody should boast. But listen, verse 10. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. To do good. And people can see good and they can see that it proceeds out of faith the whole letter of james by the way in the new testament one of the most practical parts of the new testament you can ever read what faith looks like day by day in our lives and james made it very very clear you know martin luther speaking of him once called that the straw epistle wasn't worth much in his estimation because it didn't clearly communicate that Christ is the reason we have faith and Christ is the reason that we are saved. But he came around. He came around to understand that that James really talks about the other side of the coin and speaks about it very, very clearly. In James chapter 2, he makes that very clear. He says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds. Can such faith save him? Someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith. Without deeds, 
and I will show you my faith by my deeds. Show. That we can see. Show. Faith. For sure. Have you ever thought, or were you ever acquainted with the great Walendas? Uh, they caught my imagination way back when. Carl Walenda, Carl with a K, who did high wire acts along with his family. It was Carl Walenda and his great grandson, who, well, Carl actually fell to his death off that high wire, 1978. But Nick carried on his great grandfather's dream. And here you can see him literally walking a wire over Niagara Falls. He did it along with other such stunts successfully. Well, it reminds me of a story about another high wire act. And I don't know if this is true or not, but it's one that stuck with me, where a man came to the high wire and he stretched it across Niagara Falls. And a couple of people saw him do this. And he said to them, do you think that I can walk from this side of Niagara Falls to that on this high wire and do it successfully? People kind of shrugged and said, oh, I don't know. Well, he did it. And he came back and he said, how many of you think I can do that same thing blindfolded? And a few more people had gathered having seen him walk. And they said, yeah, man, I guess you could. And he did. And he came back one more time and he said, now, how many of you think I can, with this blindfold on, push a wheelbarrow with someone in it from this side to the next and back? They looked at him and they wondered about him. And they said, sure, you've done the other things, you can do this. And you know what he said? Who will jump, who will sit in the wheelbarrow? Who will sit in the wheelbarrow? Now, that's an illustration of faith that acts if, in fact, you would sit in that wheelbarrow. That's the kind of faith that Jesus was talking about. That's the kind of faith he saw get in the wheelbarrow. He could see it in those four men, actually in all five of those men, the four that let the paralyzed man down. Faith can do a lot. Do you remember what else Jesus said on another occasion? If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, fall, and it will fall. You can move it. Those four men and the other did not see obstacles for what they wanted for their paralyzed friend. Their faith was not prevented by what they saw the goal of their faith was Jesus and to get their friend to Jesus. And that faith showed itself. It showed itself by what they did. And ultimately, isn't that what faith is about? It's about Jesus and it is about demonstrating that he is for us and we for him. We can't save anybody, but we can show them Jesus. But the question for us is, can others see our faith? Can other people see your faith? You can't help but daydream, maybe wonder about that. Or do they see us focus on the problems? Do they see us focusing on the obstacles and let faith not be seen? Creative like faith that sees a roof 
that sees it covered, that sees a house full of people, is that what gets in the way or do we see beyond it? You know, the first kind of look is like nearsightedness where we can't see beyond the obstacle. We can't see Jesus. You know, somebody once said, and I I really believe it's true, the only Bible that some people may read is your life. Hear that? The only, it's true. The only Bible that some people are going to read is your life, showing your faith, showing my faith. It's important. There's a lot of truth there. Because faith, you see, sees things differently, uh, even creatively. So, what about you? What, what, what about me? What about our faith? What challenges, what big challenges lie before us that perhaps have paralyzed us and held us back from showing our faith? Which ones can we see can be met and even overcome? Today's reading leads us to think about that, even to pray about that, to see the possibilities in that through faith in action. The example of other Christians can inspire us and encourage us. And you know what? Your faith put into action can and does inspire other people. Your faith in what you do and how you can conquer and overcome obstacles, that does encourage people and build them up, even motivate them. Hebrews chapter 11 is a great chapter about people of faith, how their faith was demonstrated, how their faith was put into action. And of all those biblical names mentioned You can add yours. Maybe not as great, maybe not as widespread of an influence, but you and I, we belong there with our faith. And and know it or not, people are watching. People are encouraged. People are finding themselves in a place where they can see what real faith looks like. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, your faith in God has become known everywhere. And he also wrote, we were encouraged because of your faith. Not something unseen, but demonstrated, no doubt, what Paul was referring to. So, among other things, your faith can be seen. Remember that. Rejoice in that. Let it show, to be sure. Seen by Jesus, absolutely. But seen by others, I am sure. And where's that faith of yours and mine going to lead? God only knows. But we've been given that gift. We've been given opportunity to live that gift time and again before the world. Talk about challenges and opportunities. Talk about faith. That's what we need to talk about. And go for it. Go for it. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. And God who gives the gift of faith will keep you strong and make you strong in that faith for all to see. Amen. Let's speak of that faith as we prepare to live it again today and throughout the week in our lives. Let's stand and let's use ancient words that become our own 
the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. By the way, that's sunlight. That's not my halo. You want to think about that? No. You want to think about God's word to us this morning, the opportunities we have, and also to think about how we respond with our offerings, even as responses made through the music offered not only to us, but to God. And along the way, would you fill this out? Uh, in front of you to mark your attendance. Uh, that really helps us, especially if you're a guest or visitor, because we want to connect and you can be instrumental in all of this by filling it out, looking around and greeting those, uh, if not yet, somewhere and sometime this morning. Please be seated for these things.